You're listening to Long Island's number one couples podcast. I'm Christian, the boyfriend. And I'm Alyssa, the girlfriend. And this is BFVGF. Subscribe for more podcasts and be sure to give us five stars wherever you stream us. Yo, 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 it's your girl over here. How are you, Christian? How you doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, so lovely weather we're having. Yeah, phenomenal weather in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we just talk about for a sec how literally fall just like hit us like a, like a freaking truck? Well, it's because California is fucked over right now with the whole situation with they walk outside and they think they're on Mars because the sky is orange. But I digress. Yeah, literally, I was just going to mention that, like, it's literally insane there. Like, apparently, like, I read somewhere that, like, because of the smoke blocking the sun, now on the East Coast over here, we have to experience basically, like, a much colder fall, and fall is happening a lot quicker, sooner than it usually does, which is really upsetting, because I was like, I want to lay out. One day, it's 85 degrees. The next day, it's literally 60, and I'm freezing. Yeah, you know, I've been trying to sit outside and read. You know, I remember last year, it was pretty hot late into the fall season. Um, Not the case, though. It's like 40 degrees and it's September. I mean, it's usually 60 degrees in October. 40 degrees like November weather. So a little concerning with uh, what's going on in the eastern seaboard. But, you know, sun can't get through. Cause it's like the same principle, like, with what happens for all my envir- environmental science majors out there, that when a volcano explodes and the ashes in the atmosphere, um, there's a global cooling because the, uh, the sunlight cannot get through the atmosphere. And so, therefore, all the wind is really cold and it comes across from the Sierra Nevada um, all the way to Florida. And then the reason why they call it a nor'easter, you know, when we have storms and... Uh, the new the nor the New England area is because that's like the current in which the way it blows, and so yeah, we're having all these like cold wind fronts coming through Long Island, the Boston area, Rhode Island, and whatnot, and so we are freezing our little dinglings off. Uh, you know, I used to love to take my dog for a walk. That got canceled real quick. Um, I don't want to have to wear like I mean for the when I walked Biscuit the other day with my sister Brandy this was a couple days ago I had to put on like a winter coat that I have and that was quite depressing so yeah that happened yeah like I I know one thing like I was looking forward to with online classes was like the fact that I don't really have to go into class I have to go in for one day so I was like hmm, like the rest of the days I can wake up earlier than normal and I can like lay out and like get a nice tan and catch up on some reading before like my online work but unfortunately that ain't gonna happen so thanks 2020 thanks for being you yeah you know 2020 couldn't get any worse I'm trying to think of a recap here so in January (laughs) coronavirus February I don't remember what happened when January was the everyone was freaking out about the thing with Kobe um, passing away tragically. Well, yeah, you didn't let me finish. Kobe was but in that, March. Wasn't Kobe that was, that was in January. March. No, no way. Yeah, was it January? It was January. I swear to God. All right, so then I get so Kobe was January. A lot of other stuff happened. A lot of people died along the way. Coronavirus hit. School got canceled early. We talked at great lengths about that. You also have the Australian fires in January as well. That oh, was just January. <laughs> yeah. So Australia and California have been getting absolutely torched i mean 
we have like record-breaking hurricane. There was just an earthquake in California. They'd be getting hit back to back. Um, non-stop hurricanes this hurricane season. We had murder hornets. What, what month was that? I don't even know. Oh my God. So you weren't here for it, Alyssa. <laughs> my mom actually had a murder hornet in her car. A real one? Yeah, a real one. So oh she, I don't know how this happened or if they're even here, but this is, you know, she doesn't have a photo. She can take a selfie with the hornet. But oh she confirmed that she... um she was in her car driving somewhere and this, she went, she felt like felt something on her neck. And you know, sometimes oh. like you feel like a little tiny dot and no. it's just like a crumb or something. Right. And so you just like go to brush it off. And she said it was like this, like couple inch long. It was pretty large, like bug on her neck. And she, <gasps> and it was flying around in the window. She, she was screaming, almost got into an accident and pulled on the side of the road. And she eventually shoot it out, shoot it out of the car. I would have gotten into an accident. That would have been it for me. I mean, well, you can't drive to begin with. So if you had the horn in the car, it's guaranteed. If I was you in the parkway, it would be death, death. Yeah, guaranteed. So yeah, that happened to my mom, the murder hornets. And, uh, just just a side note, I had an environmental science teacher in high school who didn't, I, I say as a joke, and I think I've mentioned previously on the podcast before for you guys, that she like didn't believe in climate change. And that's not true. She, I mean, she just didn't agree with the method of which it was happening. So not that I was lying to you guys, but basically she was like, she believed that the climate was changing, but she was just like, this is a natural thing, guys. Like the earth, you know, naturally like cools and warms There's periods in which both happen. So she didn't, but she doesn't believe in the climate change in the sense that like it's man-made, which to me, I mean, like, listen, you can't deny, like, I don't care. Like you can't deny that the earth is warming. There's obviously disagreement on whether or not it's natural or not. But to me, in my opinion, based off the accelerated rate, it does not appear. And also with 97% of the world scientists agreeing with me on this, it does not appear that it is happening naturally yeah. i mean like the ice age when the you know the when the world froze over did not just like happen in a couple of years and so like vice versa when with in which you know you know the sea levels are rising and non-stop you know dry weather glaciers are melting and um and uh what you might call it um polar bears are like dying in like what like um in antarctica and stuff i mean it's it's super amazing because you know our lifetimes you know if, if you say you live to 100 years old, it's just like a blip. It's not even, it's so neg negligible, um, like in the entire, like the, in the scope of things. Yeah. In the scope of things, because the universe is like 4.6 billion years old. And I'm not sure how old the earth is, but it's also like, I'm not sure if it's a billion years old, but it's like hundreds of millions of years old. And so it's just like things that we would see happen over like a long period of time are happening in a very short, accelerated rate. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, I love this one political commentator that everybody makes fun of him. And, you know, I do as well. He was so funny. His name is Ben Shapiro and he's a famous conservative right winger, um, like pundit, you know, on YouTube or whatnot. And he says how, well, you know, this is just like the natural course of things. It is what it is. And like, we live in a capitalist society. So like when the time comes and like the sea levels are rising, the people whose homes are in the area, they're going to have to just adapt to the times and just like sell their stuff, pick up and leave and sell their homes. And then I saw this one guy, he gave a simple one sentence counter. He was like, Who's going to buy their homes, Ben? Who's going to buy their homes? And it's just like really funny um, little tidbit to add there. But it's just like, yeah, by the end of my lifetime and Alyssa's lifetime as well, I mean, I mean, where we're living right now, Long Island, um, like because I live kind of more inland, um, but all like the peninsulas on the South Shore and most definitely on the North Shore, that's it. They're going to be, well, I mean, the North Shore is pretty rocky, but on the South Shore, like Jones Beach is not going to exist anymore in a hundred years. Like, and that's just kind of scary because like, 
I'm gonna still, I, you know, or maybe even quicker than then, I'll still be alive and be like, where I grew up does not exist on a map anymore because, you know, the levels are so low. And we see this all the time with the nonstop flooding in Florida and in Manhattan when Sandy hit. It's just like, you have some extra, you know, an extra foot or two of water and like major, you know, pieces of land and cities are just completely swamped and that's it. It's uh, it's uninhabitable. So I think the key is just like whether we agree whether or not why it's happening. Um, there's, there should be definitely a, a, a bipartisan effort to do whatever we can to make sure that we are ready for it. Yeah. And to prevent it as much as possible. And that's just common sense. So it, it really bothers me that it's been so politicized in the United States and that like if you're Republican you don't believe in climate change but if you're Democrat you believe in facts listen there's a lot of Republicans that believe in facts too but they're misled you know just as they are on the Democratic side for certain things so it's just a matter of having common sense and realizing like this is happening and uh yeah you know but the reason why you know because I'm taking this one security class in Brown um this semester is that the reason why it doesn't have so much attention is because as we learn you know, the the degree of advocacy on on perhaps on on part of like a policy or issue is largely dependent on a couple of factors, including, you know, whether it's physical or not. And so climate change is most definitely physical um, in its effect. It's not necessarily emotional, um, but also um, the time, the timing. If it's like a long-term thing versus a short-term thing. So like if Alyssa threatened to punch me in the face right now, that is like an immediate threat. That is a short-term, yeah. like I have to address this right away and see what we can do to make sure she doesn't punch me in the jaw um, or slap me. But if she was just like, yo, in some time within the next couple hundred years, United States is going to be completely different on a map because the water level is going to rise. A lot of animals are going to go extinct, but it may not necessarily be in our lifetime. Well, then it, then the idea is just like, well, as a lot of politicians and you know big corporations do, they're like, well, let, let's just reap the benefits that we can now, make as much money as possible, you know, keep pumping out fossil fuels and whatnot, and not really worry about it because it's a long-term thing. It's not necessarily... You know, so, but like in a couple hundred years time when we're long gone, when this is like a real problem, then it'll most certainly be addressed, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like everything's kind of happening at like an accelerated rate, like not just like climate change, but like also like largely like technology. Like I see like such a change, like in the past, like in, in my lifetime, in the past 20 years, it's been insane. And I really, I, I mean, I truly believe that like, in our lifetime, like since technology has been in, like rapidly changing, I firmly believe that if if we don't, if in our lifetime we don't discover like the secret to immortality, I certainly believe that we're going to have like an increased lifetime. You know, I feel like we we may think right now that we're going to live to be like maybe 100, but who knows with the right technology, we could be living, we could all be living till 200. We don't know. Like, do you think if you asked somebody a hundred years ago, if they thought they would live to be um, 100, do you think they would say yes? Like they probably would have been like, probably not. Like, because 100 years ago, I'm pretty certain the life expectancy was much shorter. Like people were not living nearly as long. So I'm sure living to 100 was a huge deal, right? So now it's like, for us, I feel like, you know, it's not crazy to think that maybe like we could all live, like a lot of us could live to be like 200 or something, depending on um, the technology that we create, because there's so many changes. Like we mentioned in one episode about the whole thing with the Fitbit for your brain with Elon Musk. And it's like, you know, what's next? Like, are we going to be replacing organs when they fail? Like, are we going to, I mean, I saw a video where it was like, this lady was getting this like skin treatment for her wrinkles and I saw them with lasers. It was like, they were, I could see the skin being stretched 
And like at the end of the video, she looked 20 to 30 years younger. And I was really concerned. So with all this technology, it just makes you wonder like, like, what are we going to see? Like, I mean, like I said, in the last 20 years, we went from not even having iPhones and stuff to now like looking at brain Fitbits. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's insane. I mean, what do you think, Christian? Yeah, you know, I saw this thing on TikTok uh, not too long ago about how it was like a hypothetical thing, but it was very funny because it'd be very, it's very much so a possibility for the future and that they were just like, it's 30 years in the future, a lot of civilization, a lot of people, the population have Elon Musk's Neuralink or some other type of, you know, Fitbit for your brain as you aptly named it. And um, very much so how like, like, like what's going on in the news right now? TikTok just got saved from being banned because, because Oracle... Um, which is like a company that just stores data. You know, a lot of companies are like that. A lot of firms um, is an American company, I believe. And so, you know, Trump approved this deal in which, you know, as long as the data isn't being shipped to China, you know, and it's being stored at some company in the United States, fine. I mean, it's still really not good either way, but he accepts that. That's fine. So it, who's to say that like when Neuralink is implemented and we're able to communicate, you know, telepathically or, or quite literally store memories, which is a very interesting concept, which could happen very well. Um, the, the, all this data needs to be stored somewhere. And so there'll be some type of cloud computing device um, or firm that, you know, stores all this data very much. So how Google stores all your stuff with their, you know, you know, hundreds of thousands of terabytes. I can't even, I don't even know the name, you know, for that kind of stuff. And so all of this stuff, your memories can be like stored somewhere, which I think is a very, you know, very possible in the future. And like some hacker or some group of people are able to get into that system and they threaten everybody with this device that they will delete like your memory or delete like all your memories. And that is something that was like really freaky to me because I was just like, wow, like if we install this device in our brain that can remember things for us and that we can just think through and all that data is saved somewhere. Yeah, what does it stop? I mean, who's stopping somebody from, you know, just getting a hold of that and then threatening unless they're paid on TikTok, it was like, they want to be paid $700 billion. So they'll wipe out everybody's memories. I'm like, that is something that is super possible in the future. That was just something very interesting that I thought was like really crazy and hundred percent applicable because it's just like, it's going to happen. It, we're already augmenting ourselves. And you said, if we don't find the cure to mort immortality, you know, just trying to live longer. Um, and so in terms of the immortality thing, I, instead of, it, you know, it's all about the human experience. Once you come, come to terms with the fact that you're going to die, then you live your life more holistically and you appreciate it more. You don't freak out as much about things and you just live, you know? And so I think before we find a way to live, you know, immortally and, you know, forever, which I don't think is honestly the right move because you want to, I don't, nobody wants to experience death, but aging, I should say, is a natural part of life. And so you don't want to just age infinitely, you know? You won't recognize yourself eventually at one point. But we're moving closer and closer towards storing our subconscious into like an AI or like a robot. And that is most likely the next step of what is to happen uh, in terms of like trying to go to like planets that are light years away because humans can't, humans simply cannot live that long, obviously. Uh, I think to go to Mars, you know, takes like, I'm 100% probably wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure I read a statistic like a year or two ago where it takes like three years you know, to get to Mars, you know, um, it, it takes very, if not, it was like either three months or three years. I'm pretty sure if I'm honest, that was three years. And so it's like humans simply can't live 
long enough to get really far away in space. So what would most likely happen is we would store a human subconscious or like a human consciousness into a robot and then send that on a ship, you know, and wait to hear back from it in like a thousand years or something like that. Cause they would most definitely just outlive, you know, us on earth as we are right now. And so what do you think about that, Alyssa? I think that's really possible. I mean, I'm pretty like optimistic about the whole um, like concept of like, you know, storing stuff into AI and possibly expanding um, the, the average lifespan of like a human being. Because like personally, like, I mean, like I said, with the advancement of technology and how rapid it's been, like, I, I just can't imagine like, you know, by the time that we're like super old, like that we just die. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I'm pretty optimistic about the whole idea. And I mean, I definitely see stuff like that happening in the foreseeable future. So, I mean, especially since we got, we got a while. So, I mean, they, they got a, a long time to come up with something. Um, and it'd be really cool to like get to meet like my great, 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 great grandchildren. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it wouldn't be you. It would be. It'd be my brain and, and a robot body. Right. Yeah, because you are, the only way you could physically do that is if, because what is the body? It's just really the brain, and then the body is just the vessel for the brain. Like, you don't need, I mean, you need all your organs to live, right, and pump blood, body, you know, blood through your body and do certain functions, but the only way you could meet, live long enough to see your future progeny would be as if they found a way to take your brain or take your head and then, you know, pass that on to body to body or somehow put, like, like they could take your consciousness, but then it would just be a clone of yourself. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't actually be you. Um, and so you would have to actually physically take the brain, which is your consciousness as you are now, and then put it either in a machine that can, you know, be alive and functioning or put it in like another human body. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it'd be very difficult for them to find participants if they wanted to like conduct research studies, because if somebody's like on their deathbed, I'm sure they'd be willing to like, you know, have their brain transferred an experiment to see if they could live forever. Right. Well, yeah, it's the whole concept of why, you know, there's the whole theory as to the, that, like Walt Disney, he, like froze his head, you know, because it, it you know, in theory, if he, in like a hundred years from now or a couple hundred years or a thousand years from now, if we found a way to like the reason, like he, he wanted his head and brain intact, presumably so that it is still the same person. It's still him. If, if they were ever to like attach his head to something and bring him back, it would still like be him. You know what I'm saying? Um, if they could do that. Uh, yeah. And so like a lot of experiments uh, have been canceled, but like were supposed to happen and probably will happen in the future with sketchy science in which like there was supposed to be like an actual head transfer, like in the year 2020, I think, but it got like postponed or they chose not to do it at last minute. But like this kind of stuff will definitely be happening in the future in which like these two participants, like they agreed, like we're going to like cut off our head and see if we can attach it to another body. Because if you're able to transfer, you know, like transfer your head, but really your, your brain, your consciousness to another person, then in theory, everybody on earth can live infinitely. Because once you die, they can just take your head and then put it on a new body and it's still you, but in a new body. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see the future. And I mean, I think personally, like obviously Corona is not a good thing by any means, but in a way, like I feel like it's kind of testing humanity 
it's a huge test for humanity to see like how we're dealing with this. And in the end, I feel like we're like, we, there's no way we, we can't come out stronger, you know? Yeah. 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 A lot of um, people, a lot of taking, taking a lot of time during this, you know, situation to create new stuff. And then we're always, you know, glad to hear that. Um, but what was it that you initially wanted to talk about, Alyssa? Because we got on this whole diatribe with, uh, you know, Fall came and then we got to Neuralink. But what is it you initially wanted to talk about? <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm glad we had it. I feel like it was really interesting. Um, but I kind of just wanted to keep you guys updated, like, on basically, like, what's going on in my life. And, like, you know, something that I did recently that was really fun. So, yeah, tell us all about your uh, girls' night you had the other day or girls' day. Yeah, so yesterday was my friend Cassie's 21st birthday. I'll call her out because wish her a happy birthday if she listens to this episode. Um, and I like, I'll be honest, I even told her, like I was a little like nervous to go because like we were going to like a vineyard and I didn't really know like how, what to expect since like y- y'all know like I'm 20. So I was like, you know, are they going to ID me at the door? Like what what's going to happen? Like, you know, like how is it going to be? But like, it was actually like, more chill than I anticipated. And like, I had a really awesome time. So I guess I'll just like kind of briefly walk you through my day, like kind of like call her daddy style because I, I listen to their podcast and a lot of times we just hear, um, you know, the adventures of Alex and stuff. So I feel like this will be the adventures of Alyssa, right? Like I can, you know, story time you guys every week, maybe like kind of give you an insight, give you some detail about my mind and like what's really going on. So I woke up pretty early because I had to like get gas, how eventful, and I had to like pick up a birthday card and stuff. So I woke up early. I got all ready. I was going to wear a dress, but then I was like, yo, bitch, it's cold. Like you're not going to wear a dress. You're going to freeze your freaking legs off. Not a good move. I found out me and Cassie actually had the same dress. Um, so that was actually really funny. Um, but I ended up just wearing jeans because my friend Cassie like sent me a photo and I was like, I have that dress, Forever 21, twins. But uh, anyways, so I ended up just wearing like jeans and like a really cute shirt. And we went like to, uh, we went, it was like towards the Hamptons, but it was on, I think you said like the North Fork. It was like one of the, the vineyards. I, I forget what the vineyard we actually went to was called, but something with a P. But um, yeah, the the trip, I, oh my God, I had to drive to my friend's house and I was going to use my GPS and my phone was updating and like it was stuck on like the loading screen. So like Loki, I was having a panic attack in like the card store because I was like, how, how am I going to drive there without a GPS or even knowing the time? Like you, you forget how essential your phone is in like most of like your day to day, like interactions and like you know your day-to-day life like how important it is um but it ended up working I got the iOS I think it was like 14 or something I'm excited to customize my widgets y'all know but I ended up yeah I I got there a little bit late but we don't talk about that um and we got in the car and it was like I think like an hour and a half before we were actually there and um yeah once we got there we noticed First thing, it was like extremely, extremely, extremely crowded, which was unfortunate. And then we realized that it was like country day and there was like a band playing like country music. And I was like, crap, I don't even like country. Like, what is this? And uh, my friend was like, yeah, I don't really like country either. So we were like, great. Like, this is nice. Country day. And there was just a bunch of people in like cowboy hats and stuff. And we were like, oh. Um, And then we walked over to like the tables and stuff. And um. 
we managed to like find a table. It was really nice. And we met up with my friend Cassie's other friends um, who I didn't know, but I ended up like talking to them and it was, they were really cool. And, you know, I really love like meeting new people sometimes. And, you know, at first, like you could be a little like anxious about things, but like you ease into conversation and um, it, it was really delightful. And, you know, we tried stuff and we had an assortment of cheeses. And I mean, ultimately it was just like really, really nice. Um, it was a nice day. We were outside. Uh, nobody ID'd me. Nobody questioned me. Cause I mean, I, I'm 20. I'll be 21 in a few months. I don't think I look like particularly young. I, th- I think I like, I, honestly, I think I look a little bit older than my friend even. I don't know. But um, it was definitely hard like on keto. Cause like, you know, there's crackers and stuff. And it was very tempting. My friend was eating a pretzel and I was like, fuck. But uh, I ended up being fine. I was all good. I feel like I pretty much stuck to, I sucked, I was pretty keto, pretty keto. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's the basics of the the vineyard. The vineyard was nice. Um, Just talking about that portion of my adventure yesterday. Um, And we also discussed, I mean, after the vineyard, we like, we kind of split up and um, we went back and, uh, her parents car and everything and went back to her house and had some Chinese food fun fresh um but I was also talking to her about like her ex-boyfriend and obviously I'm not going to name his name I thought this was some juicy tea for you guys um in case you guys are struggling with like a toxic man um so I just basically want to tell you guys like how toxic he is so Christian you know I told you about this literally like he thought everything was cheating like this guy this man's literally like she was like um I'm taking like vitamin d supplements and he was like vitamin d that sounds like cheating it's like what the sun's giving you the d like that's that's cheating like the vitamin d like come on and he like it was just so toxic like listening to like everything he um didn't let her do and it just sounded like really controlling Um, like apparently like when she wanted to like have a girl's night with me and some other girls, he literally was thinking that he was like, girls ain't cheating. And it's like, what are we going to do? Like, how is that cheating? Like what, like, we're not going to a club. Like it's Corona time. Like we're like in somebody's backyard, socially distanced, like not really like, like we're not going to the club. Like there's no clubs open. Like how, how are we going to cheat? And a majority of like my friend group, we all have boyfriends. So it's like, what? And apparently he just thought everything was cheating. And literally, he literally said that like, well, he was too drunk one night to like drive her home. So he had a friend drive her home. And apparently when she was getting out of the car, she's like, oh, thank you. Have a nice night. And apparently he was really mad the next day at her. And he was like, have a nice night that sounds like cheating. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, you basically were like, have a nice night, sexy. And I'm just, and she was like, no, like she didn't even say, like, she didn't call him sexy. Like what? He's like, it's just your tone of voice. And it's like hearing about this, it makes me so mad that like, there's so many like controlling men like this. Like, 
And my friend, like, this was her first boyfriend in a long time. So, like, she she didn't want to, like, give up on it or anything. So, like, it was very, like, heartbreaking to hear, like, what she had to go through. Like, just to so- show, like, the toxicity or whatever of this relationship. Like, what the hell? Like, everything was cheating, cheating, cheating. But when he wanted to have a guy's night, that was fine. But she couldn't come because it was a guy's night. And then if she goes to the guy's night, is it going to be cheating when she get, when she says hi to all of his friends? Cheating. Like, it's just, oh, it, it was a lot. But, I mean, I'm glad she got out of that relationship. Christian, what do you think? You've been listening. You've been silently listening. I mean, you know, I've been taking some vitamin D supplements. So... I'm getting my fair share of D. No, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, I'm not cheating on you, Alyssa. Don't worry. It just sounds like he was trying to make some problems, you know? When a guy doesn't want to be in a relationship anymore, sometimes he'll just find an excuse for everything. It's like, oh, you're taking vitamin D? That's it. We, sh- we shouldn't be in this relationship together anymore. I don't know. Sounds like he just wasn't a really nice guy. You know, not, not my type of crowd. Not somebody I would necessarily hang out with, you know? Yeah, but something interesting that I observed with um, this other girl who um, I met yesterday, one of Cassie's friends, something interesting was that he said he was in the military for three years. And an interesting point that she brought up was that, because she knows people in the military, was that people in the military usually serve in contracts to be there like four years. I, I can't remember the rest, but usually like the the bare minimum you can like serve really is like a contract for four years. So if you're only serving for three years, there's a good chance that there's a reason you're not serving, like you got kicked off. And that's kind of sus. Like maybe something happened mentally. Well, not even that. Maybe you just don't want to be in the military anymore. Like if you want to be, the way the military works to my knowledge is, you know, you go on tours and whatnot. So you go through boot camp, you go through training, eventually they send you off. And yeah, you, it's typically four year stints. Now, if you want to be honorably discharged, you have to do your four years and you decide whether or not you want to re-enroll. Um, if you do, great, you go back in. Uh, if not, then you decide to be dishonor- uh, honorably discharged. Sounds like this guy, for whatever reason, did not stay in for his full four years and was probably dishonorably discharged either for... You know, it could be for a myriad of things, either, you know, mental reasons or simply not wanting to be in the military anymore. And that's fine if you don't want to. Um, It's just you won't, you know, it doesn't show well on paper to say dishonorably discharged, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I just thought that those were all like, I mean, it it just sounded like he, he had issues. And I mean, I think they met on like either Hinge or Bumble. Um, And I just, I feel like, if you're in a situation like that, like, please leave. Don't let it go on for too long. It's so toxic. Yeah, I don't have too much more to add. Um, was that the extent of your girls' days? You already mentioned how you got Duncan later in the day. Oh, no, I didn't even mention that. Well, we we had Chinese food at first, and her, her parents are so sweet to us. Like, you know, I, based on my interactions with them, like, they're always, like, super, super nice to everyone. And... I also, I had like a, a pretty long political um, chat with her mom and it's very interesting to have a conversation with somebody who agrees with you on everything. Um, and it's, it's a breath of fresh air because I feel like when I'm talking to my parents, I mean, I love them to death, but like, I feel like I, when I'm talking to them, it's like almost, I have to like step around like it's like needles or whatever they're not educated on the subject let's call it what it is it's difficult to talk to my parents because immediately when i bring up something that they feel like is against their political ideals even if they don't really know if it is they immediately like 
my dad at least kind of gets a little upset and, and as, it's like hard to talk to them. And just as a side note, um, this is for everybody out there. Uh, if you're really confident that what you believe is true, you wouldn't get so defensive if somebody had something to the contrary to say. Because if you, like, let me put it like this. If you fervently believed that God existed, then why do all of these preachers who are like out there trying to like evangelize, like you see this all the time where like they bug them and like the, you know, like people who like say that like, if you're a part of the LGBT community that like you're going to go to hell or whatnot, I'm like, all right, you're allowed to believe whatever you want. But if you really believe that that was the truth, then why do they always get so upset when people are just like, no, like people just go up to them and say no, and then they get so frustrated. So it's the same thing with politics. If you really believe what you, like if you really believe, you know, that like the earth is not, is not warming or, or you believe certain things that are really political, then, uh, then, then you shouldn't be getting upset when somebody has something to the contrary to say. You should try to see that person out and try to have an educated discussion with them to see why they think that way. Uh, you can still believe whatever you want, but uh, yeah, a little sus when people get upset uh, when you try to bring up something to the contrary. Maybe they're not so confident in their own views, but I digress. Yeah, what's interesting about my parents is that literally there have been things like I've talked to them about that they agree with me on that they like, they think it's like an obvious thing. Like when I, I bring up like, well, climate change is real and they, they agree on that. And then they also agree, like they're also like pro-choice like me. And they're like, well, well, everyone is. I'm like, well, believe it or not, there are a lot of conservative Republicans that are against, that don't believe in climate change at all and don't believe in, uh, they're not pro they're not pro-choice, they're pro-life. And it seems like my parents are like, no, nobody actually believes that. And I'm like, well, people do. That's like, that's people, like there are people who are like that. I mean, it's issues like these that are like low key, like basically the only reason, a lot of people, especially Republicans are one issue voters, meaning like if you're, anti-science or your anti-gun legislation or your anti um i'm not sure if i said like uh anti-abortion anti-climate change like just for any one of those reasons is perhaps why you would vote republican a lot of them are one issue voters and the republican party has kind of just taken all of that up uh, to some extent if you're anti-immigrant and you know there's a, there's a real debate to be had there on whether or not we should take in people um and i'm all about you know a forum in which we can have that debate but a lot of people are disingenuous for the, and for the wrong reasons vote for these one issues that, you know, sometimes are, you know, you know, hate filled or whatnot. But uh, nevertheless, I think your parents are in that niche uh, category in which they don't they don't really know what they believe to the extent that they don't know what their real ideology is. They just know that they vote one. They've voted one way their whole life and they've kind of just been used to that. Um, they don't really understand where they are ideologically on the political spectrum. And, you know, they'd be surprised that perhaps they were a little more moderate than they were one way or the other. So I don't think they're necessarily, you know, bad individuals, but that they just not educated on the subjects enough. And they're used to their whole life, just either it was their parents or them voting their whole one way. And they just accept that to be true because humans are very much so creatures of habit. So if you just vote Republican, it's, you know, it's on both sides. There's people who are like, vote Trump no matter who. And then Democrats is the famous phrase, um, vote blue no matter who. That's very famously tied with, you know, liberals who are just, it doesn't matter whether they're a good Democrat or a bad Democrat, because there are both. Um, vote blue no matter who. And so it's bad on both sides. I just don't, your parents are in the niche category, I think, where they're just not educated on the subject. And so when you bring something up that they think is contrary, may not actually be to their ideology, then they get a little bit defensive because they're not mm -hmm. even sure where they, they themselves stand. So they're kind of a bit like on shaky uh, ground where they're just like, I'm not even, you know, 
affirmative in my own political beliefs. So I, you know, I don't like when somebody even questions it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I've agreed on things with them. Like I make it clear to them that like, I'm like independent. Like I, I don't necessarily, if I agree with one thing that Trump does, like, I'm not like somebody who's just going to be like, he's terrible in every way. Like I can't possibly agree with one thing. If somebody's truly independent and they're not a wuss, they're not scared to believe in policies, um, then, you know, there's no shame in agreeing with one policy that, you know, maybe Trump does and then disagreeing with him on like a bunch of others and formulating your own beliefs, believing in things that, you know, Biden says, and you know, you, you don't have to fall under one category. And I feel like humans were so accustomed to just having, um, having a label with everything. And it's like, why do labels matter in any scenario? Like, why can't we just believe in policies regardless of like the situation, even, you know, even if you don't like Trump, you can agree with him on certain things. And I feel like it, it shows maturity if you, even if, if you're like Democrat and you can agree with certain things on the other side, or if you're Republican and you can agree on other things on the other side, it shows maturity. It shows that you're not just like, well, my party believes this, so I believe this. You know, which a lot of people are. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's a big conflict, internal conflict for a lot of individuals who are older voters mm-hmm. because they don't even realize it, but they might be voting on issues that the party doesn't even stand for anymore. I mean, what's very unique to the political system pretty much in America and perhaps applicable to other systems of government around the world is that the political parties change. I mean, Abraham Lincoln was the first ever... Republican in the Republican Party that we know today. Before the Republican and Democratic parties we knew today, there was the Whig Party. There was the, I forgot what it was, the Democratic, there was like the Democrat Republicans, the Republican Democrats. It was very weird where it was both names combined, you know, and there wasn't this much partisanship. But who today would think that, you know, the party of Lincoln to some degree is anti you know, black people just calling it what it is. Or it's just like, cause you know, if you subscribe to a certain ideology within the conservative spectrum, then you're anti-black lives matter and stuff. And so it, people would naturally make that connection. So like voters back then who were Republican were probably, you know, pro-minority and then it switches. And so you're not even aware of what you're voting for anymore. Mm-hmm. It's very much so the same thing with, you know, the democratic party, what, as it was with FDR, is clearly not the same people's party it was back then. Today, it's very much so a corporatist, elitist party bought off by Wall Street. And so people, people's ideologies, they're not even sure what they believe. And then because parties, you know, their, their viewpoints change so often, then you're really not sure what you believe because maybe the other party that you're not affiliated with adopted what you believe in and then you feel like kind of stuck, like you don't want to give in. You don't want to be like, oh, you know what, I'm wrong. My party isn't really right on this issue. And a lot of people are in that conundrum. Like your parents, like they might subscribe to a certain ideology, but they find out that their own party isn't pro-choice and they're just like, they, it's hard for them to deal with that because they're just like, uh, that's just common sense. But actually like, no, in your party, that's not. That's not what they believe. It's the yeah. other party. So it's like they struggle internally with like, well, then what's my identity? And the reality is this, you don't need to have an identity. In America, there's this whole idea that you have to be part of one party. You can't be independent, which might shock a lot of you out there. Not really. Majority of voters don't vote and the majority of voters are independent. Only about a third to half the country votes. Um, it's probably going to be even less, lowest turnout ever, probably this um, election cycle. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, a lot of people have blurred ideologies across multiple parties. Um And that's not necessarily a problem. Just know what your principles are and stick to it. But a lot of people like trying to bring the point home, like your parents are older, 
like my parents are older and they don't necessarily know exactly the issues or perhaps what they even necessarily believe in. Because what I ask my parents all the time when they might bring up an issue with immigration or something else, I'm just like, well, what percentage of policies and issues that are debated in Washington on cable news, whether it be left-wing MSNBC and CNN or right-wing Fox News, actually affect your daily life? None. Zero. Absolutely none. And we talked about this on a previous episode on the Gen Z is screwed with you guys about how there is no politician who wants to do anything for people who like are in the middle class. And that's, and that's totally fine because to some degree we're okay. We're okay. And I'm even hesitant to say that the people who are suffering the most are people um, all the way at the bottom. And so they most definitely need to be helped or whatnot. But, you know, you know, people aren't American politicians aren't really necessarily doing anything that affects our day to day, you know, except for the stimulus check. That, that the one-time stimulus check that occurred, I don't believe there's ever been an American policy, at least if, over the course of my lifetime, the last 20 years, that personally affected my parents. So I'm like, well, then why do you care? Why do you care about all these different things? And it's just this belief that, you know, people get through the TV about that one thing is wrong and one thing is right, but that's not necessarily true. People can very much see it the opposite way. And especially if it doesn't affect you, why is it such a big deal? And unless you're getting paid to talk about it and you're on TV or you're a politician, you know, that's why a lot of people are independent and don't, simply don't care about politics because it really has no effect on them. The only people who are interested in politics are the people that really need the help at the bottom and the people at the top who want to keep leeching. So, you know, that's my two cents. That's true. That's very true. And um, just wrapping it back to like my girl's day off from politics, a little break from the um, madness of politics and that discussion. Um I just ultimately all around had a really genuinely nice time. And I feel like, and I, personally, even though I didn't know a lot of people who I met at the vineyard and like they were really, really nice. I just, I felt like I was just having very interesting conversations and I was really comfortable. And I just felt, I felt like I had like, you know, in that moment, like a little, like almost like a girl squad-ish vibe, like Plus um, her her one super, super cool friend, Jacob, too. So Girl Squad plus Jacob. We were all, it was very, very nice. And I genuinely, like, I would love to hang out with all of them again sometime because I just really felt like I was around people who enjoyed, com like, having conversations with me. And that's, like, really refreshing. So if there's ever a social situation that, like, you're afraid to, or you're, you're anxious about experiencing because like you don't know people it's like people you don't know or maybe you're not exactly comfortable going somewhere I mean reevaluate it and think about the situation because you could be missing out on like a really really genuinely fun time because I have other friends who didn't end up going uh no shade to them but I just I feel like it probably could have been the feeling of like it being a little awkward since they didn't really know many people and that's totally fine, but I feel like it really helps to open up your horizons and make more friends in your life because, I mean, just having more people to hang out with, just widening your social circle is like so essential. It makes you feel good. And like, you might be like thinking about a social situation and like feeling like anxious and not wanting to go and kind of dreading it. But like, I promise, like when you like get home, you're going to like be like, thank God I went, you know, like, thank God I experienced that because I mean... Your life is just a compilation of experiences. So why not just experience the best things you can experience on all the awesome things you're invited to do? Like when you like regret something, if, if you didn't at least see what it was about. So I'm so happy I went. And I mean, 
you know, going back to like when we like went back to her, my friend Cassie's house and everything, we had some food. Um, once again, her parents are awesome. Love them. And then, um, and they were really nice talking to them about certain situations. Um, also, I just remembered at the vineyard, my friends, I didn't see it, but apparently they witnessed um, a murder. No, a porta potty fight. What's a porta potty fight? You know, like the the porta potties. Yeah, like what was there a fight inside or outside the porta potty? Outside the porta potty, not inside. That would be gross. It would like flip over and water would get everywhere. No, um, apparently, so the women's porta potty because yes, they separated it by gender. Um, apparently, the line was like insane. The guys' porta potty, there was no line. And apparently these three girls got into one porta potty. And I mean, I'm assuming maybe they were just all taking turns. Like, I don't know why they all went at the same time. I mean, maybe they're just that comfortable with each other. Maybe they were a little tipsy and needed help. I don't know. But um, apparently this like older lady was like knocking on the door and was like yelling at them to get out. And she's like, you guys have been in there for way too damn long and like yelling. And then when they got out, like there was like a fight, like they were yelling at each other and like somebody like was like, you know, you got to check your, you should check your highlighter. And like, it well, was crazy. Well, what's highlighter? Like makeup? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the shine that you put on your cheeks. Like that's like highlighter. I'm not wearing any now, but yeah, apparently it was, it was crazy. Damn. Sounds like. People were just trying to fight for the hell of it. People are wilding out at these vineyards, man. I swear. Oh, it's just a bunch of uh, drunk rich people. Because nobody who's actually suffering right now, Long Island's going to a vineyard. It was surprisingly packed. And when we we passed like a, a pumpkin picking place on the way, and that was packed. And I was just thinking to myself, like, people are going pumpkin picking? It's September. Like, let's not rush it. Like, we, we have a while till fall. It's not even, technically, it's not even fall yet till tomorrow. Fun fact. Um... But I mean, I'm definitely down for like fall festivities, but not now. And I mean, personally, if I could just have um, eternal summer, that would be great. Like, I don't really necessarily like being cold and and feel like, I, like honestly, in my opinion, like when it's cold, it's painful. Like I, I, I've never been like painfully hot, really, but I've been painfully cold. So, um, yeah. And also, what was I going to say? Um, well, here's a great question just to bounce over that. Would you rather freeze to death or burn to death? That's an interesting question. Um, you see, that's, that's hard. I would say probably freeze to death. Yeah, freeze to death, I think, is less painful because you kind of just go numb. But what I'm really trying to get at is it's just like, obviously, because we live in the east, um, in the northeast, we much rather live in a warm climate like Cali. But I meet a lot of people in college who are vice versa. They're just like, it's too perfect all the time. <laughs> too perfect all the time. Okay. They word it just like that. And it's so funny. It makes me laugh out loud. Uh, and they're like, you know, I really wanted to go to U Chicago or Brown or someplace where I can just experience the rain and the, you know, the cold and just, you know, really just get that cold. I want to see the snow. And I'm just like, you have lost your damn mind. What I really like about the winter is that you have the ability to um, layer up and stay warm. Like in the cold, you can always add layers, but in the heat, you can only take off so much, right? And so... I mean, I definitely like the concept of like being indoors and the cozy warmth and having my fireplace going and seeing the snow outside with my hot chocolate. It's definitely an enjoyable experience nonetheless, but I definitely don't think that's like 
something I want all the time. For instance, if I get old, when I get older, if I end up moving to Cali or something, I wouldn't mind occasionally um, coming to New York for a week and, you know, cuddling up by the fire in an Airbnb and seeing the snow while I sip some hot chocolate. However, would I want the entire winter season to exist? No, I would rather have a few, maybe tops a few weeks of it and then go back to like, okay, like back to the beach. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. Because um, snow, snow is nice when you're not in the snow, when you're cuddling in the in the in the warm, uh, nice warmth of your home and your blanket. So I, I definitely would like to experience it somewhat. Yeah, I'm not against snow. I've always loved snow. At one point, winter was kind of like my favorite season as a kid because I loved playing in the snow. But looking at it now, like I, I could experience it a little bit. But I mean, I really don't need the whole, um, what is it? Like literally December, technically the end of November till the end of March of coldness. It's just too much for me. Yeah, I remember it was really brutal. And also, sis, we got cheated last year. Um, it was really hot, believe it, I mean, to an extent. Uh, and it did not snow at all last winter at all. I love white Christmases too. So in my opinion, like when I'm older, I mean, maybe occasionally I'll spend Christmas at home just to experience that white Christmas with my family, but maybe not every Christmas. Some Christmases, I wouldn't mind um, having the mental picture of Santa on a, um, whatchamacallit, in, in the, on the beach, in the, on the um, surfboard, you know, like the whole like summer Santa, like the, that vibe. Like I wouldn't mind that, but like, you know, I, I like to have my occasional white Christmas. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be another white Christmas for a while in New yeah. York with uh, what's going on. If I'm in Cali, I'd rather just a couple hours, take a plane, go to Seattle, it'll snow on the lake. And then I'm, I'm, I'm really satisfied. Um, but at the same time, I just wanted to add for me, winter's not even, I'd much rather be in the heat. But if we were in a unique scenario in which say we were influencers or we had some type <laughs> of gig where we did not have to leave the house necessarily so much except for cutesy dates and for IG photos, um, that's totally fine. And I think that's why a lot of influencers really enjoy living, if not in Manhattan, because Man Manhattan's really expensive, like across the water in Brooklyn where you can have a nice apartment and you see like from your window, like the skyline of Manhattan, and that's enough for them. And you can have like all your cutesy shops and artisan places to get food um, in Brooklyn and whatnot and still be in your cozy apartment just making videos or posting for you know TikTok or podcasts or whatnot to, and that to that extent I'm totally fine because I would definitely enjoy not for my life because that would be torturous but a stint of maybe like a year or two of like living in the actually living in New York City and not just Long Island because I say I live in New York and people are just like oh my god the city and I was like no not the city, a 40 minute train ride, but no, not the city. So I would love to just like live. I mean, my father grew up in Queens. I'm not a big fan of Queens, but Brooklyn is definitely being regentrified um, and getting really populated with um, influencers and young people. And there's tons of great restaurants we have to go to, especially that one Georgian restaurant um, that I recommend everyone to go to. It's amazing. It's called the cheese boat. <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind living in like Brooklyn or Manhattan and getting like, you know, a nice cutesy apartment for a little while because, you know, apartments, you rent them. See, so it's not like a permanent um, house and you know, it's not a permanent place to live. But while I'm young, I would like to experience different things. And yeah, I don't see anything wrong with wanting to, you know, move somewhere for a little while and then move somewhere else, you know, especially now. Now's the time to do it. Once you like have a family and you're like kind of on the older side, it's like, you know, it's, it's better to just settle down somewhere. Well, you know, ideally, if you're a content creator of any sort, then that's really the dream. I really, I mean, I feel like I mentioned this to you guys before. I don't really have 
many possessions per se. Like I can look at all my stuff just in a corner. And I think that's really telling of just like what I want my life to be. And so like other than my laptop and maybe some underwear, I'm just going to put it, pack it all in a suitcase and I want to be 100% a digital nomad. You know, I mean, I'm not sure if I mentioned on the podcast before, but 100% the dreams to be able to, you know, eventually develop this into a video format that we're trying to pursue. And then also eventually move into travel blogging to the extent that, we have an Instagram where it's a lot of traveling and we record the podcast anywhere in the world. You know, maybe we'll do a couple stints, you know, a couple years in different locations, Miami, New York, California, but ultimately just be digital nomads and have that freedom to, uh, you know, have a career, which is very rare, um, but a lot of people are able to do it um, if you work hard enough and be able to work anywhere in the world. And I think that's really a dream of mine, uh, ultimately the ultimate goal, you know, because especially when you're a young person, you just need to be, like I told Alyssa, I was like, we just need like an, a very minute amount of money a month just to be able to live, to get food and just pay like cheap plane tickets and cheap rent. And then you'd be surprised how quickly you guys can just do basically everything you want because you're young and you don't have any obligations. You kind of just go, you know, and that's definitely where I want to take this. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I have a lot of aspirations and like, you know, a lot of things I want to do with my life, but I definitely need to travel while I'm young and everything. Cause I mean, I look at my parents, I'm trying to, I try to convince them. Like, I'm like, guys, like, why don't you want to see like Europe and like experience all that? Like I told them if they ever want to go somewhere and they don't take me, like, I wouldn't mind if they just went somewhere. And like, you know, I watched my siblings for a little while. Like I, I honestly, I want them to experience stuff before they're like, you know, too old to like, want to get out and walk. Uh, but my, I mentioned to my mom, I'm like, why don't you want to go to like England? And she's like, well, like, I also want to like see more of like Tennessee and stuff. I'm like, mom, you want to go to the South? I beg your pardon. That's you, you exactly should, the opposite uh, of where I want to go. I was like, you should be looking to go somewhere like abroad before you go like experience the U.S. Because you could do that anytime. But like, you know, once you're older and stuff, you're not really going to be able to tolerate like the super long plane rides and, you know, going that far away in the time zone shifts like you know, you want to experience that like while you still got some some uh, life in you and you still want to see everything. You don't want to wait till you're like retired and it's like everything's a hassle. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I we just went on a really long tangent and I, I honestly, I love these tangents and I want to go on them more. You know, I love them. But going back to like <laughs> at my friend's house, <laughs> see, I, I'm always bringing it back. Um we also, last night, we also got some Dunkin'. It's very nice. I didn't mention that yet. I think you briefly brought it up. Uh, I love my Dunkin'. Love my Dunkin' iced coffee. So good. I just had some just now because uh, they have really good keto options for iced coffee. Very nice. Um, but everyone needs a solid group of friends they could turn to occasionally or at least at least one friend, you know, someone to to talk to or something or you know just you need that kind of stability in your life someone you could hang out with when you're feeling down or you know just someone you can see so i i ultimately i had a really amazing time yeah it's all about who you surround yourself with so if you got shit friends ditch them uh that's why i have no friends jk but you have uh, some friends actually low-key not um jk no 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 yeah i 100 percent have like I definitely one that I can think of off the top of my head who's a very genuine individual and I appreciate that and I know he feels the same way about me Love nothing but love for him but other than that you know college ugh, it's so amazing because I've like I'm so I feel so grateful in the fact that I'm like so much more like 
mature. Like all my friends are just trying to like hook up with people and just like, <laughs> uh, excuse me, that sentence is incorrect. All these people who I used to know, that's better phrasing, uh, are just trying to like hook up with people and just like do classes and they're not worried about graduation or anything. Meanwhile, I'm just like, no, 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 no. I got to go solo. I got to pursue what I want to do. If I make friends along the way, great. If not, I don't care. Still follow the dream. I got to think about graduate school, other things I want to pursue in my life. I don't just have like a pile of cash to fall back on or just like no care in the world. Cause I'm, you know, that's why it was so, I'm so, what really bothers me, like they ask you like, what keeps you up at night? For me, it is that we did not start the podcast two hours, uh, two, excuse me, two hours, two hours, <laughs> two years earlier, because I can only imagine if we started it when we first met, which honestly probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine where I would love to see the progress we would have made two years down the line. You know what I'm saying? That's why mm-hmm. I absolutely so happy that we started it now that we did, which we started earlier. But so it's like when we were, gra- when we were graduated, I'd love to see, you know, where it's taken us at that point, even if it, you know, you know, if it gets us just a thousand views a month or something, that's like insane progress and something I just greatly look forward to. So, you know, it's really about who you surround yourself with and who can help you in your goals. Because if you're surrounding yourself with the right people who are also achieving and um, doing the right things, they will, you know, feed off each other and give yourselves, uh, you know, good positive vibes to keep pursuing um, your goals. If not, they'll just try to bring you down and ask you uh, to come along when they want to go talk to a girl and they're a little bitch. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that, don't surround yourself with those kind of people pursue what you want to do and uh, yeah, make sure you have really good friends. And as Alyssa said before, nothing wrong with reaching out to new people. I absolutely, that's why people say I'm like cold, but the reality is, is I just get bored with people really fast. Mm. I mean, I mean, that's just the way I look at it. It's just like, if you have nothing to offer me or if you're not helping me or I don't enjoy being around you, that's another key factor. You know, you don't have to have people that necessarily help you, but you enjoy being around as long as it's positive things and nothing, you know, destructive then I'm not going to keep you around really long. So people might think I'm cold or just, you know, not willing to hang out. But to me, I, you know, I value things differently than other people do my age. And uh, that is definitely a gift that I'm very grateful for. I grew up long before my time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely, I don't think you necessarily need to hang out. Like, especially at our age, I feel like you don't have to hang out with your friends all the time to like still have friends. Because I feel like now in college and stuff, like, you know, I don't always have time to hang out with people. But like, make sure you make time like every month or so, you know, to see the people you care about. Well, just as an aside, p- the people who are your true friends um, will always be your friends. doesn't matter the period of time you've seen them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like, for instance, like you said, like surround yourself with people with goals and stuff and who are doing well. Like my friend, she like, she's awesome. She goes to FIT right now, which is an amazing, amazing, amazing school. I'm really like happy for her. And she also like has a job and she's she's super independent, like, you know, how I want to be and stuff. So I, I feel like if you surround yourself with people who are like you or who have similar like aspirations and stuff. Like she, she told me at her school, they give her internships. So, so fit provides the internship. She doesn't have to apply. And since we're talking fit, I mean, I can't even imagine the kind of internship she could get next, next semester. So, um, I mean, surround yourself with people who have really big goals because that's, that's so, that's such a great thing to do because, you know, next thing you know it, you're moving to Cali. You need somebody to like room with because you can't afford to pay for this big place on your own. You call upon your awesome friends and now you got like, you know, a little, a little, uh, 
it's like a group home. Y'all hanging out and, you know, you're having fun and going to parties together and doing what you guys love. And that's like, you know, you should be looking for people, people who make you feel good. You know, people who make you feel worthy and people who respect you and talk to you and want to hang out with you. Yeah, not not too much to add other than, yeah, surround yourself with good people and you guys will be surprised how much you can achieve in life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, only you know if you're genuinely happy in a situation and you shouldn't be hanging out with people who bring you down or who don't really want to hang out with you as much as you want to hang out with them. It should be like a good balance. And, you know, it, it really helps to like have at least at least one person you can turn to, you know, because it, it's so it's so important, you know. So I, I had an awesome time and I hope to hang out with them all again. And I mean, I just, I feel like I really like this format of like, you know, talking about my life, keeping you guys updated and kind of going off on tangents wherever we do, you know, whatever happens naturally. I feel like it's super, super chill. And I, I really, yeah, I really like this format. So, I mean, you guys will probably see it more as our lives get more interesting. Yeah, well, with the semester progressing, there's only going to be more and more stories. So look out for those oh, from yeah. Alyssa um, as my, and myself complaining about professors, other people or whatnot. Um, hopefully they don't listen to this, but you know, it's okay. Yeah, and we, uh, of course, as we approach the fall season, we're obviously, we have to do fall things. So we'll definitely like let you guys in on like what we do and, you know, the places we go and maybe we'll go like pumpkin picking or something or maybe I'll try a pumpkin spice latte when once I'm off keto. Who knows? Listen, this is 100% a collaborative experiment. And if we're honest, there may be nobody listening to this right now. But if you are that solo person listening to the end of the episode, just know that we greatly appreciate you and that we really feel like this BFE at GF podcast honestly transcends ourselves if we're keeping it real. We 100% want it to be a collaborative experiment as we uh, denote in the uh, Instagram like description, like DM us so you can come on the show. Like we really, obviously we haven't had a lot of collabs lately. People are really busy in school starting. Definitely have, we have two though lined up for October, really excited about um, that we're not going to spoil it yet. But if you were listening to this, reach out to us. We don't care who you are, what you do. We love to just talk and meet new people and make friends from around the world. So feel free, seriously, DM out to us and or DM us and come on the show. And if you have something interesting to say, definitely share it. We're very excited to meet you and talk with you guys and just, you know, share our personal lives with you and just give you hopefully some, you know, an hour of enjoyment a week or twice a week um, just to give you a little something extra to listen to. Yeah, of course. Or if you have like a genuine question for us or something, or you need advice, anything like that, DM us. We'll include you on the episode. Like, you know, we, we love that kind of stuff. We love interacting with you guys. And Alyssa mentioned the fall season coming up. And so like with the Instagram, like this is why I said before, like I'm kind of upset that we didn't start two years earlier because who know who would know what kind of quality, what level of quality of content we producing, we'd be producing by now. Um, so therefore we're in a sense two years behind, but we just started basically. So it's just like, the Instagram is 100% an experiment and finding out what you guys like, the type of, you know, content you want to see. So like, you know, a couple of photos might get a couple of likes here and there. Obviously, like photos with Alyssa, couldn't figure that one out. Um, but also like the video, you guys supposedly really like that Barney video, got like over 100 plays, less views. <laughs> it was funny. Because it was funny. Thanks, Christian, for editing the content. But so, yeah, we definitely want to pursue making some video content for the platform and just growing it from there. You guys will let us know what's happening. Be sure on the lookout. Be be on the lookout, I should say, for 
obviously a lot of spooky content. Uh, right now we're doing the checkerboard pattern. We really like it. We like the vibe, the aesthetic we're giving off. Uh, and so, yeah, look out for those spooky photos, I'm sure, coming up in the next couple weeks or so. And let us know what you guys want to see and what you guys want us to talk about. And if you want to come on the show, you know, I don't have too much to add in that uh, sense. Um, but just definitely feel free to interact with us. And we greatly appreciate any of you guys who like, share, follow, you know, it really helps us support the dream. And, you know, we're only like, I'm not sure if the, I believe this is episode 37 right now. Yeah, that we're recording. And so, you know, who knows where we're going to be at episode 137. And in that sense, I'm very excited. You know, we started when we're 20, where are we going to be with the podcast when we're 30? So I'm very excited. And we hope if anybody's listened to this, that you feel free to uh, come on, jump on the ride with us. Uh, give us a follow, give us a like, whatever. We greatly appreciate it. Or just give us a DM uh, letting us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Uh, and if we can get you guys on the show. So with that, I don't have too much to add. Alyssa, do you have anything you want to say? Nope. All right. So on that note, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us on this. Another phenomenal episode. I think every episode's phenomenal, but another great episode of BFVGF. We hope you enjoyed our little tangents, us just talking about our lives and more episodes. We'll definitely do probably more of this format, whether it's news or just talking or whatnot. So thank you so much for joining us. We hope you definitely give us a follow, you know, rate us five stars wherever. Mm -hmm. um, if not, that's okay. We greatly appreciate you guys just listening to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, we love you very much. We love you. And we will talk to you all in the next one. Peace. Bye, everyone. Woo.